What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew. Welcome back, folks. TWBLC, new and improved. We're coming to you from Zoom this time. We've fixed the video issues. We should be getting back full episodes on YouTube. So exciting stuff this week. As always, my co-host Drew Luster here with me, coming virtual from Essex, Massachusetts. I'm in Destin, Florida. And let's hop right into it, Drew. I know you got a lot of days of the week to get to maybe project out a couple of days for me. So if I, if I take a day or two to edit, you know, boom, there's a, there's a day that I don't have to, you know, force it. So unfortunately I already prepped August 12th. So I'll give you that Ah, one first. I know. I know. All right. And this is what, you know, what you see is what you get with me sometimes. So um, for now, national days of the week, like I said, we're going to try to keep the people informed and in the know. Um, even when they don't want to be. A couple good ones this week. Number one, National Julienne French Fries Day, which is I actually... I don't know what that is. So it's actually... Have you, did you ever have like... I did a little bit of research. Have you ever had like potato sticks when you were a kid? Yes. So that's basically like where the potato stick took off and like originated from. Okay. Like Julienne fries, like a very, very thin, like, like almost like the sticks... And when you like toss them in the fryer, there's not even any potato to like, there's no, no substance to fry. So they just turn yeah. into like chips like that. And that's how they were created. Well, that's, that's a past love of the week. I believe is the potato sticks. Those were an all time kid snack when you were at elementary school. They were, they were indeed. I remember. I think crushing... Kenzie still has them occasionally with lunch. It really wouldn't shock me. Like if I don't even, I guess I wouldn't even know if they still exist. To be honest with you, that's how long it's been for me and how long I've like seen it a cup of them in the in the grocery store but yeah i i vividly remember absolutely crushing potato sticks in like the fuller lunch room with my sandwich it was the only bad thing about it is you'd have to reach in similar to pringles and you're yeah. real greasy yes um, very greasy tube. product and i'm not a big fan of the tube especially pringles like they gotta you feel like you're gonna cut your fingers thing. in there because those sticks are so sharp yeah potato sticks in particular you it's like a paper cut almost like at a the, fly a million paper cuts at the end. You got to do the, the dump out too, to get all the little shreds that are at the bottom. Yeah. But I was always mortified about like somebody looking at me doing that and they just go all over my, like outside of the side of your mouth under your shirt and stuff. <laughs> so I wasn't a huge dump out guy. I am when I'm in the privacy of my own setting, but yeah. So that's uh, number one national uh, Julian fries day. Number two national is it vinyl or vinyl? It's vinyl, right? Like vinyl yeah. record. Yeah. Um, so are those the ones that you put on the thing and it spins? Right? I wish I wish you called it vinyl record day. I would have <laughs> just went. I would have been like, "What the hell is he talking about?" <laughs> oh boy. So I think there's vinyl records in um, what's the movie? Uh, the black know. and white Christmas movie that I that I watch every year. It's a Wonderful Life. That's the only. That's the first kind of thing that comes to my mind when I think of um, vinyl records. I almost said it, the other one again, the other pronunciation. Yeah. But yeah, so for all you classic music lovers out there, maybe uh, throw the record on. and Yeah, toss on a little Bob Seger yeah. and the Silver Bullet Band and a little, uh, what is it? Night, Night Moves. Night Moves would be a good one on the vinyl record. <laughs> 
I wonder if you can get like like a recent album that came out like like Kanye West or like Taylor Swift. Can you get those people on vinyl records or do they just not make them anymore for for that? I don't know. But that's number two. And number three, uh, unfortunately, neither you or I can experience this. So maybe fortunately, uh, National Middle Child Day. Um, so that's yep. an interesting one. So for all those middle ch- children who just get forgotten in the mix, uh, t- shout out to you. Tomorrow's your day. It looks like Curtis is putting on a lid. Yep. Cape Ann Whale watch. watch. Yeah. So there's I, a, uh, I thought if I propped it up back here, it might get in the view of the camera, but I, I think it's a little, little smaller than I'm used to. That's a great plug right there, Kurt. Um, nice what a season passive, for it. Passive reverse advertisement. Absolutely. Um, and at, we consider every day to be Cape Ann Whale Watch Day, especially in the summer season. So shout out to them. Yeah. That all you got for uh, our days of the week? Yeah. Short and sweet this week. Okay. Short and sweet. I don't mind that. Let's uh, hop right into the loves. We got one of them out of the way here already with the potato sticks, but. I got quite the list going here uh, from the groups. Would you like to start it off or would you like me? To I was going to say, as do I, I have a couple. Um, I can start us off with one and it's one that sort of just came to me yesterday. And it sort okay. of, to me, um, signifies the start of one of my favorite times of the year. And that's uh, NFL football season in the early fall. Um, yes. Hard Knocks on HBO. It can sometimes be silly and over-dramatized, but I love um, I love that type of content, especially during mini camp. I think a lot of it is just um, as raw as you're going to see from a lot of these teams throughout the year. So it's nice that you can get the cameras behind the scenes at some point. Um, and Dallas Cowboys this year for Hard Knocks, which is an interesting yeah. one. Usually I, you oh. get usually you get like the Kaka teams that yeah. are there's not a lot of, not a lot to chew on there. Not a lot. I mean, desired, but could not one argue that Dallas Cowboys have been a Kaka team for a while. So they're absolutely a cuck a team in terms of performance, but I think in terms of, and I haven't even seen last night yet. I know there was one last night in terms of content value. I do think there's a lot that, that you can sort of play off of. Obviously yeah. Jerry Jones is an interesting character. Yep. Dak's return from injury. They got a bunch of star receivers, Ezekiel Elliott and, and himself is fire and Mike McCarthy, you know, it, it'll be interesting to watch. It's, it's great television, you know, by the end of the season when Mike McCarthy puts up another stinker and he's out of the league. And you're thinking back to yeah the early summer. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, not to, to send us off on a tangent, but I actually had texted you guys in that pod group that we have and then deleted it because I didn't really want to get into it. But it was the Mike Zimmer thing. Remember how you – I remember you were not a big Mike Zimmer guy. He's on my list of fireable coaches. I. So I forgot that he lasted all last year because I saw a minicamp highlight on Which is end, crazy. And it was Mike Zimmer on the sidelines, and I go – Oh my God, is this a, uh, is this from last year? Is this like from years ago? And then I realized that it was this year. And I, I was sort of, you know, thrown off by the fact that I saw him on the sidelines. Cause I thought no way he lasts uh, last year, the way that defense played in the beginning of the year. But uh, my, my best guess is that if they slip again like that, he's probably a goner this year. Well, you, yeah. I mean, you'd hope that was a pitiful season out of the Vikings last year. If the, uh, not to mention he is, he is, Mike McCarthyism to the max. He always has been conservative, you know, never plays to win the game at the end of the game. He's just playing to hold on to like that three point lead that never holds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's miserable to watch. I feel bad for the Vikings fans at some point. 
Yeah, they've yeah they've had that historically so-called good defense. I know it's been up and down in terms of the, the analytics, but their defense has always been pretty good. And they finally have a pretty damn good offense with Dalvin Cook and Thielen and uh, the other young kid there, Jefferson. But still, I, I won't believe in them until they win a, a, a meaningful playoff game, you know, yeah. or string a couple together. So Without a miracle like they had versus the Saints. Yes, the uh, I remember that. Was it Kyle Rudolph back of the end zone? And it was probably offensive pass interference. No, right? it was the one down the sideline. Remember when the safety missed the guy completely because he didn't want to get a PI call? Oh, it was at oh, the end of the game. One, the, the the miracle, the Minnesota miracle. Yes. Um, what's his name? He was the pr- yeah, Stefan Diggs, and then Diggs he ran down the sideline. Obviously, is not there anymore. Yeah, that's yep. true. Um. Uh, I'll let's let's bop back and forth here because we okay, got a couple okay. each. Yep, yep, yep. This one comes from the shoe group that I'm in, and it okay. comes from a snap derived from Michael Doherty. And it was EJ's wedding invitation. Congrats, EJ and Haley. Uh, July 23rd of 2022 in Rhode Island. I will be very much looking forward to going to that. But what came from the snap was Mike put it up on the fridge. And I think my love of the week is people hanging stuff up on the fridge that's a good one you know whether it was a report card a wedding invitation maybe just a grocery list or or a (laughs) magnet you liked that is i think my love of the week i only have two current magnets on my fridge and i feel like they're both in the freezer i gotta get some for the lower portion i gotta get some for the fridge i have seven magnets on the fridge Three okay. of them are like little flower pots. So I don't know if those really count. And then uh, a postcard, a wedding photo, okay. and then a vaccine card. Gotcha. That's what I have. Not that I'm like... Good, you know, hey, good place to keep it. On I think fridge, it's the right? best place to keep it. Not, it, I'm not trying to show it off like a report card or anything. Um, should you get a vaccine? Absolutely. You should all be showing them off on your fridge, but uh, keep it there so it doesn't get lost. Yeah. So I'll hand the, I'll hand the mic back to you on your next love of the week because I think that's a Hall of Famer right there. Yeah, that's a really good one. I'm not going to be able to top that one in terms of how many people can relate to it, but uh, this was a story I saw today actually, like an hour ago. Okay. Um, video on Twitter of a guy in the Cape standing on the shoreline of a beach, like feet aren't even in the water. Yeah. And he's hooking a great white shark in. I swear to God, it's probably 30-ish yards away, it looks like. And he's, his feet aren't even in the water. He's just standing at the shoreline casually, just with a hat on, with a rod in his hand, hooking a great white shark. And I'm like, that is, just three days ago, I was at the beach, like up to my like nipples in my neck. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm so good. Hey, like, a, a wee 35 miles north of there, probably. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm not sitting there. I'm floating there. And I'm like, I think I'm good. Like there's like, I would never in my life expect to see anything that could endanger me to that extent, that shallow. But now I'm like, Jesus, I got to keep my head in a swill up, swill up, swivel in case I don't get a friggin' limb ripped off. Yeah. It's crazy. That's a good one. I mean, what a battle that must be with the great white. Oh yeah. I mean, my love of the week isn't sharks being that close to the water endangering people, Just but the it's guy. the guy. He was able to just reel it in like casually like that, just yeah. post it on the beach. That's sick. That is good. All right. My second love of the week 
coming from a place I am at often, which is the grill. I don't, I don't love to cook in the kitchen. The grill usually tends to be easier. This yeah. one was when you get that like little end or bit of the chicken, the steak, whatever you're cooking on the grill that falls off. And then you get to cook that little piece. It doesn't fall through the grates though. That would be a hate of the week. Uh, and yes, then you get to eat it in like half the time because it cooks it a lot faster. And it's like a little snack while you're sitting there at the grill. I do like that. If it's a, if it's like a burger or I'm making a chicken sandwich or something like that, I'm probably, or like even a hot dog, I'm probably pretty pissed that it's breaking apart because I want it all in that, you know, enveloped in that roll or piece of bread. But if it's like a piece of steak or anything like that, there's nothing like having a little Scooby snack while your, while your main slice of cut of meat uh, finishes cooking. I like that one. Yeah. And I mean, medium medium well there's nobody better in destin florida shall i say the uncooked piece of beef that you photographed last night looked phenomenal i know how to pick them out i don't get it every time every time i go to the store i don't i stop by the steak guy i'm very selective if there's not a good piece i'm not taking it i mean that that looked like a phenomenal that looked like the cut that you would see in the little um, window as you're at the hostess end of like yeah. the outback of the road. Or the ladies like, slapping the meat and yelling at you that it's the, uh, the porter house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would look like a quality piece of meat. So I hope the way that it was cooked lived up to that. Respected the meat. We respected did. Respected the meat. Yes. That's what I hope that you didn't, you didn't beat the hell out of it or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got another one? Uh, I only had two this week. Those are my only two for now, but hit me with whatever number, else you got. Number three hit me, here. Hit me, this baby, is, one more time. Britney and Spears. staying with the kind of Olympic feels, the Olympics closed this past weekend, I believe, right? Sunday was yeah. the closing ceremonies mm-hmm. that moved to Paris. And I was unex- like, I was not expecting that. It was very unexpected to me. Like it snuck up on me. And yeah. I was a little, I was a little sad they were over. It was a great nightly watch that I would get home from work or golf on the weekends and yeah. kind of just sit down and dive right into on. whatever Olympic event was on. Yeah, it is nice, especially this time of year when you know basketball and hockey playoffs are over and just baseball's on before NFL. It's sort of like a barren wasteland, yeah. wasteland of like time at night. Um, Cause I'd rather like jump off a cliff and watch the Red Sox consistently, especially right now. So it was nice to have that distraction of the Olympics as the Red Sox shit their pants on a nightly basis. Yeah. But that's um, not my love of the week. No, the Olympics. No. no, it was just a setup. It was a setup to my love of the week. It okay. was, It's like the little short videos that come out uh, with like music and stuff that's detailing whatever it was, a gold, silver, or bronze medal of the person who got it. Uh, the one so, I saw was Tom Daly, diver from Britain. And it was sick because it was like him when he was a young kid uh, all the way up to like the event. He had a picture of him and whoever his dive partner is when they were like kids diving together. So that was like, and that was emotional music. I I had a tear in my eye. That's pretty sick. So is that part of the closing ceremonies or is that just part of like the individual event as they're honoring the athlete who won the medal? Oh no, it was completely social media. Oh, it was just on social media. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like okay. it was made and 
I want like a 30 for 30 on like the cool stories coming from the Olympics. I know we get them like years down the road for yeah, the, yeah. the big ones that you hear, like the Phelps. And I'm sure Michael Phelps will get one here in 10 years. But like Definitely. the unknowns, that would be pretty cool, I think. Definitely. No, I'm in agreement there. I think they have to, it's tough because, you know, with basketball, those athletes are idolized and followed every, every other day of the year too. But like, I don't know if there's another sport where for the summer Olympics, no less, where people are like equally as followed or, or I guess like fancied over outside of those like three weeks. So I think it makes it tough for like the publicity to really be on them as out, you know, outside of that. It's just a weird, sort of a weird situation for those athletes. Definitely. And yeah, it's, I don't want the 30 for 30 on the, those like sports that we see and they have the documentaries on because I don't feel like the Olympics for the Olympics basketball in the Olympics is a lot less popular than like the NBA finals or something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I want the stuff like, whereas diving, they have the world world competitions or world finals every year, but I'm sure the Olympics every four years is a much bigger event. Definitely. Yeah. So let's move on to hates. Let's uh, rid the body of oh some hate. Oh boy. I have a couple. My actually, you know what? I only have one and it is pretty relatable and it's happened to me a lot lately. It is when you are, you feel like you're going to sneeze. I probably, we probably used this before as a hate of the week. Okay. And you feel like you're sneeze and you feel like that feeling in your body, like you're about to sneeze and you're right there and then it just like goes away and you can't like complete it. And then you just feel like you're sort of stuck on the hook because you don't feel normal. You feel like that weird feeling in your nose and like you're yeah. behind your eyes and it just doesn't go away for a little bit. It just like gradually fizzles out. Sometimes you get a little a little rib pain too on a good sneeze that or, is a, or a bad sneeze. Some, some I would rather have a bad sneeze than a half sneeze. I'll leave you with that tidbit. Yeah, better out than is, as Shrek would say. Absolutely. My head of the week, got a, got a few here. Mandatory PT just got reinstated in our oh squadron for the Air Force. So that's, that's just like an easy check of the list one. I know why they're doing it. It's because our PT tests and stuff are upcoming, and we've had them canceled for like a year and a half due to COVID, and people are probably out of shape. But I feel as though I'm punished because I'm still trying to work out every day and I'm, I'm getting yeah. my five days a week, but this is three days a week. And it's cutting into my like time that I would take to go work out with like the athletic trainers and stuff. So mm. I had to double dip That's today. I had to do a little two a day. I'd never done a two a day in my life. Jesus Christ. You're going to be sleeping like a baby tonight. Yeah. I'm going to be, is... I'm going to be walking. Of walking little penguin style tomorrow i'm gonna be sore as hell (laughs) is that the one that you were talking about a couple episodes ago where it's like part of your work day like you can you have an hour lunch or something and then you have an hour of like being able to work out or is that something different no that it so that's what it was now we have mandatory pt so that hour that you had for you know, working out is now gone on those days, technically. I gotcha. Okay. So you got to kind of work that in, which, yep. which sucks. That's a tough one. Next one. This is a big one. Career okay. decisions. I absolutely hate them. 
I, I don't got, think a lot of people like him. <laughs> I got one coming up here. I got a meeting tomorrow. That's probably oh, the start geez. of it. And then September 30th is like another slightly big date. And then after that, it'll be November of next year. Oh boy. Just not, not I fun. Mean, you know, not you knowing have... what you want to do. I feel like I'm in a spot yeah. where I don't know what I want my career to be. I haven't found anything that I actually love to do. Yeah. And you got to pick something though. Like there's, there's three options. Yeah, you got to pick one just... of them. And there's, I would say they are life altering at, at some point. Yeah. I would say most of them are life altering based on commitments and contracts and stuff. In your case. Yes. In, in, my case or a lot of other people's cases who are just moving jobs, maybe not so much. Um, definitely in your case, I think for a couple different reasons, but it is nice that you have the, a little bit of a runway, I guess, to mull things over and there's sort yeah. of stages to it all, which hopefully eases the burden of having to make a decision on one foul swoop, but that's still, there's no, you know, that's not saying that it's not still a pretty, high stress, high pressure, anxiety situation. I, I don't envy you for that. I have an honorable mention for a love of the week too. I got uh, some more plates, forks and spoons from bed, bath and beyond the other okay. day. So I can run like a semi full dishwasher now. And I have more than three plates, which is big. It's funny that you say that. Cause I actually got a new set of forks, knives and spoons as well last week. And while I have to manually wash dishes because we don't have a dishwasher, like it's the 1400s, yeah. um, it still does make my life easier because we don't run out of forks in literally two days. And then I have to wash them all. I got a little bit more of a leeway there where I can be a lazy ass, you know, which is nice. Which is huge. No, I have huge. the same thing going. Whereas like I would put it in the dishwasher, but like then I'm doing what? five forks four yeah. spoons and three dishes it just seems silly yeah. it seems out of this world like insane yeah no, I but feel now i feel like you know i can get through a full week not have to do them run the dishwasher once we're good for the next week so that's that's, that's perfect that's you're in big. a good spot then in terms of utensils yeah definitely i i forgot i have another hate of the week and it okay. sort of stems to my last one uh from last week that i i can't not bring this up Mm-hmm. There was another passenger on a plane who had to get ducted to a seat last week. This is two in three weeks oh. where a flight attendant has had to duct tape somebody to a seat. This time, the kid was only 13, but he allegedly was trying to kick out the airplane window by his seat with two feet. Like, like he was sinking into a car trying to break the window, like butt on the seat, yeah. like full two feet, bam, smashing the window with his feet. And I don't know the, the details of the situation. Like, where is this kid's parents? Yeah. But the flight attendants had to hold him down and duct tape him. So that's two and three weeks. And it sort of reminds me of the same thing a couple months back where all the fans were throwing shit at athletes at, yeah. like out in public. Like, I, I think people just forget how to act after what we just went through. Yeah. I, I don't know if they can just fully. They haven't been out in society. And compose themselves. It's, it's, it's crazy. I don't even understand why anyone would behave that way to a point where they have to duct tape you, like physically restrain you with, yeah. with duct tape. That's just, it's mind boggling. And I couldn't not bring it up after the, the story I touched on last week. So let's just hope that I don't have to bring this up again next week. Cause if I do, we're in some deep shit. I mean, talk about a hot couple of weeks for duct tape, you know, 
that's some good PR for duct tape. I don't even, is there even a brand for duct tape? Like, is there a company behind that? I think that? it's called duct tape with the duck, right? It's like D-U-C-K. D-U-C-T. I know that's how you spell it. Ducked. Oh, okay. No, I, I think there's okay. a brand, I think that has a duck on it. And they, they sort of, it's like the dad jokes, you know, it's like a play on, I think. That's you know, interesting. Yeah. Give yes, it a look. That's the brand duck duck brand duct tape it has a yellow and black duck and they i mean they have a monopoly on the that corner of the marketplace have you ever seen a knockoff brand of duct tape because i haven't no i don't think i've ever to my knowledge i've never yeah there are times where i use roller duct tape like in other places and i don't know the brand but i would i would say 70 30 like 70 percent that it's duct tape brand yeah here's the problem here's the problem for their business is i feel like you go through a roll of duct tape like annually like you got one a year in our cases yes but i feel like in but hey now the airplanes they're gonna have to buy multiple rolls yeah that um that it's gonna be flying off the shelves demand is is skyrocketing right now who do you think are like the leader of uh duct tape purchases like you got like the plumbers and stuff like that i'm thinking like the FBI though, for like hand. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say like the, um, like carpenters, not carpenters, but like, yeah, like plumbers and people like that, like HVAC, like all those types of trades. Mm -hmm. I bet they use a shit ton of duct tape. Um, I think law enforcement's up there. Law enforcement, FBI, that, that sector probably also uses a shit ton of duct tape to restrain people. And then third is like children. I think. I loved duct tape as a kid. I wasted a shit ton. Like just unrolling it and sticking on stuff. Oh my God. Like, I don't know why, but I was a pretty big fan. Or just like repairing stuff that didn't really need to be repaired. Like, you know, like slapping some some duct tape on it. Yeah, slapping some precautionary duct tape on something just to know, you know, strengthen its its structure a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if that was maybe the excuse that I used. But it's structural integrity. Yeah, exactly. Trying to enhance the structural integrity. That's what it's all about. So yeah. And then maybe third is probably could potentially be airplanes. If they keep this up at this clip, two restraints in three weeks, that's two more than in the past five years that I've heard about. So yeah, boy, oh boy, I don't know. Yeah. So big week for duct tape. Congrats to them. Probably getting some extra sales. Uh, speaking speaking of sales have you sold any stocks lately that's a fantastic segue i have not i'm i'm holding right now lemonade was my purchase early last week it's paid off i got an under 80 bucks which i was super happy about it's a big morale boost not a great day today it was it was down a uh, four or five bucks or something you know like a quietly shitty day which yeah those ones suck um probably even more than the really bad days because you can't even have fun with it and really talk about it it's just like uh, you just kind of shrug it you'd out. almost want to have a, a really bad day because yeah, so then, then at least you know in. tomorrow it's coming back and you up. know it's coming back up exactly. whereas today it could just keep going back down yeah which would suck for for the to end the week that way with just a gradual decline i would not yeah. be uh would not be thrilled haven't sold any i'm still kind of waiting on ethereum i missed the boat. i was gonna ask really you, unfortunate. have you got in yet I still haven't got in. I have cold feet. I, I almost now, what price did I tell you? You said, I want to say it like, had to be mid twos, right? I want to say like two, six, two, seven. 
Okay. Because I I told you that I at two three I'm like this is too high. Like I gotta wait for it to get back under two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> what a what an absolutely moronic uh, mindset. <laughs> after, oh, in hindsight, after yeah. looking over the past week and a half. It was funny because I I mentioned a stone and he's not into the crypto yet, and I'm like, hey, I think this has got a lot of run to it. You know, in the next three to five years, I think it's gonna be somewhat of a Bitcoin-esque type run. Uh, might not get to fifty thousand, but you know, we, we'll take ten thousand. We'll take twenty thousand. Yeah. Oh boy, would we ever? I mean, if if Ethereum, I guess that's yeah. But I think I mean, he, like you said, I think he bought at the twenty six, twenty seven when I was talking to you about it, and mm. the next day it was up two hundred bucks. <laughs> God help me. Yeah. I if it never goes back to two thousand, that's one of those. That's just the one that got away. That's like I said it last yeah. week. It's the one that got away. I will never not forget about it because there'll just be this turning point where I should have just jumped in and I just, I, I, I didn't full send. I half sent and I didn't, and I chickened out. So there was a, there was an analyst who came out this week saying, you know, Moderna's price evaluation is unjustified. It's like overheated. There's no fundamentals to back it up. And I, it was a glimmer of hope in my heart of like, that must've made you feel good. Maybe I can get back in at some point. (laughs) I, I bet that that sort of talked you off the ledge a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. It dropped a little, but it's still, you know, the one that got away from me. Absolutely. Because we had it. That's the problem is we've, we've had yeah, these Yeah, it's not stocks. even like you didn't have it. It's like you chose to let it go almost, which is a yeah. little bit tougher, a tougher pill to swallow a little bit. It's like a, a prospect or something you had and you just got them on your MLB team. You know, they were average. You, you yeah. sold them away for good trade value. I got good and trade value. An all-star. And now they're, you know, a max contract type of guy. Disgusting. Yeah, Other than that, great week in the stocks. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm up a good amount and we're just trying to, you know, keep collecting. That's it. That's all you can do. That's all you can do day over day. Keep the morale up. Keep hoping that the next day things, things are going to go up. That's really all there is to it. Yeah. I think pretty slow week of sports. I don't have much to say. I think we could talk a little out of bank season two, I believe. I'm definitely interested in doing that. I think we could replace that um, as the sports segment this week, just because of how slow it's been. I mean, yeah. So I'm totally for that. What'd you think of the ending? I, you know, my thoughts on the ending and I want to yeah, see if, I, you know, they align with mine. Oh, <sighs> For some reason, I had a hunch that the ending was going to end the way I did. I don't want to. I don't want to say names because I don't want to spoil it. Um, I think we I, just we just say hey if we you're, just say hey if you're gonna yeah listen to this skip, the next ten minutes you may you know want to skip you may want to skip the next ten minutes spoiler alerts don't want to spoil it for OBX starting now I was I for so I had a hunch that. Um, Jambi's dad would reappear based on all the stuff that you guys that not you guys, oh, but everybody there was everybody no doubt had, in your mind right when she's walking out to like through the house and out to the back deck and you're hearing and this like, voice and you're like and, it's it's his dad like this is this is easy it's too there's easy literally there's in my mind there literally wasn't another option on who it could have been a hundred percent the minute she walked into the house i'm like i'm just looking at the vibe of the house and she's clearly looking for somebody and i'm like this is John B's dad, hundred percent. Um, I got to give Leah a ton of credit. She, okay. she's been calling it. it. That ward was not 
um, dead. She said, you know what? I, she goes, I swear to God, literally an episode later. Kind of like, too big a character almost, right? Yeah. That's well, that's what, what she, she said. Thinking. She's like, I don't know if they would kill him off with a whole, with probably a whole other season to go. She said, I'm willing to bet it's a setup and he swam off the back or something. Okay. And I'm like, no way. There was cops everywhere. There was police boats surrounding the. Yeah. Uh, a brutal, ship. brutal job by the, you know, the marshals yeah. or whoever were coming in from sea there. Thank you you got to have a dive team on those boats. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm probably thinking too realistic. Then that's on me. I'll yeah. take that out. And I thought there's no way that he could get away with the, with the setup, the people on the dock, the people running, like somebody yep. is seeing him swim away. I don't care. How, I don't care what scuba gear he has on, how deep he's in there. Yeah. It just So that I got to give Leah credit there. Um, outside of that, the last, the last thing I'll say is the last episode to me, for the most part, they feel as long as they are, they feel like they're 45, 50 minutes, yep. it, it, you know, and I can kind of gauge it mentally when it's like starting to finish up. Yeah. But on the, the last episode to me felt like it was two and a half hours long with the, uh, the storyline from start to finish in yeah. the, just the action, just constant, constant uh action. From start to finish i was like out of breath i was like i felt like i just ran a marathon at the end i'll tell you what i, I think i don't know if it started in episode one or if episode one set it up a little i can't remember but like i would say two through eight was just non-stop twists and turns like yeah. action 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 and they yeah. weren't stringing you along like they were giving you the answer by the end of the episode almost of like here's what happened, you know, in this huge giant scenario. And then like the next episode, they're like, we're just doing another Throwing one. Another one at you. Yeah. A lot of the like chase scenes in like tight quarters, like fights and stuff were all yeah. like pretty meaningful. Like it wasn't a lot of fluff or like random shit where you're like, oh, they're just trying to waste, you know. And there's nothing worse episode. than the episode that like does that. And then at the end, it's like, about to happen and then they're like but tune in next week or something oh like that God. those yeah. are the worst when i see those on netflix so i i didn't get that feel from no, season no. two and i thought season two much better than season one in my opinion yeah i think season one was a little bit more like i don't know like goonies like sort of cheesy like young kids running around like a treasure season mm -hmm. two was a little bit more action-packed and like thriller to me than like the laid-back vibe that I got from season one but yeah I, I definitely thought season two was better overall yeah and then I'm trying to think of some of the other key events in there I mean do you think that's John B's like mother or aunt or something the old lady that's like terrorizing Pope oh oh the lady on the crutches yeah um, I, I don't, I think she just no. knows, knows that guy's there and she's getting fed all the information from them. Yeah, no, I think that's what it is too. I don't know what their relationship is or how the extent of the, obviously that's going to be the most interesting thing in the start of season three is like, how do they even know each other? What is the extent of their relationship and why, like, how are they connected right now? Like just, you know, diving through that. I don't think they're related, but I obviously have no idea what, yeah what the relationship is i got that reminds me though um i'll say it again rafe is absolutely unhinged and also this hat this is an out of banks warden rafe wore the hat 
about a month before the season. I'm ahead of the curve again, as we always are on TWBLC, and I'm sponsoring, reverse sponsoring Seeger Company. The ha- it's flying off the shelves, all the lids. I went on probably a month and a half ago now, and they had a, their entire selection was available. I looked yesterday, and they have literally one half left available. It's, it's unbelievable. Wow. So props to them for plugging the lid. But more, more props to you for starting the trend. Props to me for hopping on the trend or props to them for targeting me on Instagram and me falling right into their mousetrap. Um, <laughs> but also props to them for not letting me down and it actually being a legitimate quality uh, purchase. So yeah. that's, that's the win, really. Most yeah. frustrating part of season two for me is when, yeah. you know, the cross is off the side of the boat and they cut it to just sink it to the bottom of the ocean. And, you know, somehow Rafe holds up this by himself by himself is holding like probably five to eight minutes and then they pull it up like no issue on the side of the boat that has to be i don't know 40 50 feet high of yeah like this giant metal cross that they were struggling to carry in the beginning and like a crane has to pick it up yeah Yeah. uh so that doesn't make any sense infuriating and go go cut the rope do something you can't just let them pull it back up yeah, well, so it's tough because obviously JJ was like freaking half dead, choking up water. And I don't think, like once the, all those guys got freed from the bottom of the ship, they were fire under their asses, guns ablaze and looking yeah. for those kids. So they could have easily just thought that they were just going to get absolutely shelled, you know, if they got any closer to the rope. But still a crazy episode. And I don't know, just like the, the morale. The, the one thing I question is you just lost the cross, right? And yeah, all the gold's gone, everything. How can you guys be happy celebrating on an island where you have nothing? Like, have a little bit of self-respect. You just <laughs> took two L's in like one hour, and now you're stranded with no water, no way to access anybody, and you're all having a grand old time. I'm very interested to see how they're going to survive on that island. They're not. Like, it's impossible. They have nothing. <laughs> they're going to end up eating one of them. Hey, you know the they're tracking down that ship somehow, too. They're going to track down the ship and someone's going to help them out again. It's probably going to be Cleo's probably going to hit up um, her boys there, the other two guys, and they're probably yep. going to scoop them up. Yeah. I guess. Okay. We'll see. Anything else? I best think... best moments? You know, it's got to be like. Oh, best moment for me? Ward getting like... the shit kicked out of him on the back and then John B. not killing him. That was a good moment. That was a good moment. And I, I want to like. Rafe, so the moment when he actually didn't shoot everybody in the boat with the AK was kind of nice at the end. See, I kind of wanted him to shoot at him, you know, just to just to see what happened. I wonder why he didn't. Like, I literally have no idea, but it kind of. I think. I think it's he felt bad. He felt bad that he shot it's sort of her already. Foreshadowing that he may come back down to earth somehow, but I still can't trust the guy because he's just tapped. So yeah, I like that one. And the most like the little sister's gonna come up big somehow. Wheezy somehow, I mean, Wheezy fumbled the bag when she let Rafe grab her phone. She and did. then Rafe almost freaking killed his sister on the dock. So that's on her. Yep. Um, but the most, like the craziest moment for me, and I think you'll probably agree with this, is when I think it was episode six or seven when shit all felt like it was hitting the fan. And literally in the span of 45 seconds, they kept spanning from Sarah, like almost drowning, like Rafe almost drowning her in the dock, John B getting choked out in the cell. And then yeah. JJ in the back of the ambulance and the guy closed it. And now he's trapped going to jail. 
and it, they just keep spinning to all three of those for like 30 seconds and i'm literally on the end of my seat like oh my god yeah like, freaking out like you know nothing bad is gonna happen because it's still episode six yeah but it was still it still left me on the edge of my seat like fired up i think the one of, i got another frustrating one is you know when ward shoots the other guy in like the construction site and yep. then you know uh what's her name kia kiara yeah kiara, kiara. She yells, oh, I wanted to literally punch her in the face. Like, and you knew it was idiot. coming. You knew something, a noise was coming to ruin the entire moment because they had it, everything. Everything was perfect. And you're like, this is going like, to you know, slip somehow. This isn't going to work. I, I don't usually get that mad at like characters and movies, but I was like, you are a fucking idiot. Like, there's no reason for her to do that. No, like, no. The, someone on Twitter goes, I, I read this tweet last week. Someone's like, the entire Outer Banks season two could have been over in two episodes if Kara didn't start running her mouth all the time, <laughs> which is true. Like, just, you got to stay composed. Come on. You almost got them killed. Like, yeah, I did not like that either. That was very frustrating to watch. That was a classic, yeah, middle of the season. You're like, well, we can't end it here. So let's, let's so see let's what So let's just happened. have her yell and throw everything off. Yeah. So they can't. And then she almost kind of got what she deserved when she got freaking stuck in the damn drain and then that was an all-time Rafe moment of you of know. Of course, Rafe's like, I don't give a shit. I'm just let's gonna, kill her. Yeah. And then you got the other two trying to rip the thing off. So that was chaotic as hell. But you you saw that coming from a mile away. When, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Rafe was like talking down to what's his name Barry. But hey, Barry got the best of him. I'll tell you that right now. He shoved it right up Rafe's hoop and said, "See you later." Yeah. In the, world, in the river there. So that was a that was a sort of something that threw me for a loop too. That was that was true. That was good, and the and the sheriff with the mustache. He's an all time guy. He is. He was a. I was not his biggest fan for five episodes. See, see, some of the people were not convinced on if he would, you know, turn it. I was always convinced he was a good guy. Really, even when yeah. he was blatantly covering up evidence, just being a scumbag. He, I see. He wasn't covering up. He was developing the case. You think he was just trying to kind of passively like? Yeah, he was you know, working just, with the FBI guy, and, yeah, and he you was. Know, it turns out he was. He, he actually the was thing. the one who wanted to get it out there sooner. The FBI guy was like, "No, we got to have him on lock." Yeah, and you know what? Also, one more thing in terms of like the law enforcement piece: when John B. finally gets arrested, and law enforcement just starts beating the fuck out of him, like driving, like literally kicking him in the ribs, yep. RKO's him into the ground, and then puts their like knee on his face and just like punching him like a billion times like is that necessary i don't think so he's a 16 year old kid but no no no. but they you got to go back to season one that was the lady's partner who died oh yeah so i guess he thought that he was like that's how it was tied in yeah yeah yeah. you killed my partner yeah i'm gonna beat the shit out of you I just, yeah, I just felt like overkill, but I guess that makes sense when you kind of put it together. See, I, <laughs> like, I can't believe you missed that. The shit out of yeah, you're just like, these cops, you know, they're just kicking Scumbags. the shit out of no I, reason. No, that guy actually was, had a reason. Yeah, I knew why he was getting arrested, but I don't think I put two and two together that like, yeah, you know. That was like the buildup and then the Mr. Mustache, you know, dragged him off of him. And yeah, and that's good guy. Like, oh, maybe he's a decent dude. I, guess, yeah. I see that now. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's... I think that wraps it up. Let's head into Drew's dad joke and then we'll wrap it up with a quote here. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's been a while, I think, since you've got one right off the bat. This one's decent, but it's still sort of a punny situation. So I don't know. We'll give it a run, but um, we'll see how you do. Okay. 
fire. Who were the greenest presidents in United States history? Who were the greenest presidents in U.S. history? Like first name that popped into my head for no reason at all was like Grover Cleveland. I don't know why. <laughs> you always have the oddest responses to this. Like as you like try to green, think about it. a Grove, I don't know. You're on the right track. You're definitely on the right track in terms of like what you would, should be assimilating the word green to in relation to president's names. Yeah, I got, I got Do you nothing. know any president's names that might, you know, the word, the name might mean something else and that something else might be green, potentially? Nothing coming to you? Nothing coming to me, no. I'm thinking okay. like, you know, Eisenhower, Lyndon B. Johnson, John B. Adams, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, like George W. George w., uh, w. Washington. <laughs> How about George W. Bush, like bushes? Oh, how did I? Like green. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to throw the you bushes. Yeah, you literally that's... said the name, and I'm like, I'm like, finish it. Yeah, George finish W. It. W. <laughs> w. Yeah, you you got caught up in the W. Yeah, that's yeah. What happened. That threw you off. Yeah, oh. the bushes. The bushes. Greenest, greenest, greenest presidents in U.S. history. Yeah, that makes sense. That's easy. All right, uh, frauds. Do you have any? I do. So my okay. fraud of the week is actually probably going to be Rogaine because <laughs> I've been using it for like two years and I still <laughs> feel like it's not working. <laughs> and I don't know if I have to go to the damn dermatologist once a week and they got to inject me with something or my scalp is just rejecting the medicine. What about plugs? <laughs> yeah, I might have to go to Dr. What's his name? The Prez one. Who does he go to? I don't know. I think, I think uh, I know someone who went all the way to Michigan. Hold to on. Get his. We got to go. We got to go. The fire alarm's going off. Oh, what a, what Hold an on. end of the podcast. And the fire alarm's going off. I got to, I hey, got to go. Hey, this is TWBLC logging right. off. And folks, we got to wrap up this episode. I, I, for one, am disappointed that Drew didn't fight through that fire to, you know, continue podcasting through the line of fire and and wrap up this episode we didn't have long to go <laughs> <laughs> i mean my comeback the apartment complex i mean could literally be on fire <laughs> so i mean yeah like that's kind of like concerning but yeah we're just gonna finish real quick we're hoping it's just the batteries and the fire alarm that's the the most likely so we'll we'll go with that yeah i i, I freaking hope so i think you finished up your fraud of the week though correct i did i think we're good yeah the fire alarm finished it for me but it was okay we know what it was yeah my fraud of the week i'm just gonna go vladimir putin plain and simple i don't even need to give any explanation there's just a multitude of things that he's a fraud of the week for that's a good one big time fraud i you i you better hope he doesn't see this though that's all i gotta say (laughs) (laughs) you just better hope he doesn't get his hands on this video because we might be in deep shit yeah we might get a little cyber attack on on our podcast yeah, someone could just knock on your door one day and it's, you could just vanish. So we got to be, got to tread a little bit lightly because I feel like they got, they got ears everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, he is a fraud. Scrum. Yeah. yeah. All time fraud. Yes. We dare him to challenge us <laughs> and maybe he'll come on the pod. 
Like maybe that's. No, maybe I don't think. I don't think uh, my my job would allow that. I, I think that's off the that's table. Right. That's a conflict of interest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair. That's okay. Touche. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a quote from a song here. Uh, this one I heard via the Olympic inspirational athlete videos. Okay. It's by Emily Sande. It's read all about it. Part three. I think it's literally a third version of a song. It's just kind of sang different a few times. This version's wonderful. Go listen to it. But okay. it's the first paragraph or stanza of the song. Okay. It starts. You've got the words to change your nation, but you're biting your tongue. You've spent a lifetime stuck in silence, afraid you'll say something wrong. If no one ever hears it, how are we going to learn your song? So come on, come on, come on, come on. I like that. I like that a lot. I like the end. I like the way they, they tie it all together. And it's, you I'm know, gonna give it a listen tonight. melodically sang, that was my poet's reading of the first stanza. That was good. That was good. I, that what was a, a word of the good. week. I, I would have never guessed. What were the odds on me using the word stanza today? I... I thought you might get it. I know there's no chance that I would have said stanza, but I, I feel I had faith in you that you knew what to call it. I don't even know if yeah. that's what you call it. Oh, it may not even be the case. I don't know. I believe that's the, uh, the poetry version, is. but I don't know if there's another word for it, for the music, like lyrical yeah, version first, of the word. First ballad. No, I don't know. No. I have no idea. No, it's not that. <laughs> All right, that'll wrap us up here at TWBLC. As always, playing us out, Pat from last year. What's for lunch? TWBLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew.